And now, live from Nibbleton Studios in Burbank, California, it's Thursday on the Allison Rosen is your new best friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes a guest. He's a comedian, authentic summer boy, and your new commute chat buddy. It's Jordan Morris. Rhymezoni Tony is here to ride the bony pony to the phony baloney Zamboni with Warren Olney. Slant rhyme. I'm Claude Kent saying hop on board the love bus. Say hello to your best friend, Allison Rosen. Hello, my little Stroop Waffle McFlurries. It's me, Allison. Welcome to another exciting Thursday show. That particular carbohydrate was sent in on Patreon. Patreon! By Jeff Osuna. Now, we are not sponsored by McDonald's. They are, I think they're tossing some money around to podcasters. This podcast is not one of them, and yet we just gave them some free carb dollars. Um, I actually, before I um, swore off carbs again... I'm back. I'm I'm um, very deep in no carbs. But before that, I did taste a Stroop Waffle McFlurry because Daniel got one. It's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, not bad. Lots of caramel. Yeah. So and I think some cinnamon. Jordan, hello, Jordan. Hi. Welcome. Oh, yeah. I prefer a Blizzard. You do to a McFlurry. Okay, yeah. let's get into that. Allow me to just do my little spiel here, which do the is. Spiel. All sorts of fun stuff on Patreon. Patreon. One of the fun things being you can submit your car, but also we did a live stream this weekend. That was super duper fun. And uh, we just sent out a lot of merch to people at the merch level. And uh, I'm getting some very nice notes from people saying, oh, oh yeah, they are. They already gotten it. It went out. It got there real fast. Awesome. Well, or it just got to a certain. No, one of them is in um, a Dakota. Wow. Yeah. And he got it. I so. like that post office. Thank you, post office. Okay. I'd like to say hello to my guest. Hello, Jordan Morris. Hi. Your hair is looking awfully blonde. Yeah. Um, Just the tips. Summer boy. So thank you. I used to, I used to, you know, my, my typical hair color, uh, how would how would you guys describe it? Would be brown. chestnut brown. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> standard, I would say. Standard white man brown. Auburn. Brown. Yeah. Flecked with. Mm, yeah. Like an auburn chocolate. Right. Thank you. Mm, that is yeah. much more colorful. Flecked with gold. Yeah. Um and now, I eat brown. Yeah, now uh it is it is a it's a, it's it's blonde. It's more You got blonde. like a spicoli well, thing happening. Yeah. yeah. It, and, I would say you have frosted tips except it's more like the surfer right. look, like the, swimmer look. Yeah, so I mean I think what what happened, the reason that it's blonde and I think you you know, you, we we take photos. We do. Show so people could see it on yeah. Instagram or Twitter yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have been uh, I've been swimming a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. I do a I'm I'm part of a swim team. Remind uh, me the it, name of the swim uh, team. The Golden Road Aquatics at the beautiful Verdugo Aquatic Facility in uh, Burbank. Nice, very nice aquatic facility. Do you take the kids there to swim ever? You guys are kind we of we haven't. Close. Yeah, no, I know they can't swim yet. Yeah. Okay, but um, we've been meaning to check it. Well, out. not with that attitude. <laughs> <laughs> We actually Chuck just them in the there. Day, I, you know what? My cousin teaches infants to swim. And really? That's literally what they do. Do they call it swimfants? <laughs> they, no, should. they should. They um, should. It's right it's there. Like it's like survival. Nice survival for infants. Um, and I think it's a good idea because yeah. you don't want to get your kid to drown. However, we had a heart to heart with her about mm. it. And I was like, how do you teach an infant to swim? And she said, with 
various rewards. Okay. And one of the rewards is you get to breathe. Oh my. That seems like the Scary, right? ritual of a warlike <laughs> alien race. Yeah. Like a like when you if you were to hear about the like Klingon yeah. training rituals. Mm-hmm. Wow, you get to breathe. So it's not like a baggy of Cheerios or something? Mm-hmm. Thinking no, of what an I, infant would want. I no, think an infant wants to breathe. Yeah. And sure. they also Don't want their all. mom. Right. Like that's pretty and they want to not be underwater. Sure. Those are the main things. Wow. But wow. are they really? They really react to breathing as a reward. I well, have no idea. I don't. Yeah, I don't really I guess know. It's a reward I, I think my when brain it's been snatched from yes, you. Yes, when it's taken from me. <laughs> I think my brain shut down at that point. It's not really swimming. It's survival. It's that they tur- teach they, them. They it's, learn to yeah. turn over. So what? At the end, like graduation, they just throw them in the water. In little graduation caps. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, they, and the babies like flip over onto their back and right. then. They have to so. dive for their own diploma. And then once so, they get the diploma, if you they fail, yeah. you die. If right. you fail, you die. And you are because you are weak. Right. You are weak and not <laughs> not fit for the tribe. It, right. see, it sounded traumatic to me, yeah. which is why. Uh, why we haven't taken her up on the offer of, sure. I think she wanted to give us she, free classes, she right? She was offered to teach Elliot. <laughs> I will and, throw your child in the pool for free. Yeah, but it's one of those things where you feel like we should because you hear the tragic stories and you don't want to, you know. Right. You want them to know how to swim. On the other hand, it's scary. So I don't know. Yeah. They could I, end up like you. Sure. You know, Blonde. An, an adult doing swim team. <laughs> God, I know, right? <laughs> when did you learn to swim? Do you uh, I learned to swim pretty early. Yeah. We, you know, like going to the rec center was like the main thing yeah. that we did as kids. So, I mean, I, yeah, I cannot remember a time when I wasn't like recreationally swimming. Mm. I've always I really liked it. Did you swim competitively in high school and stuff? Yeah, I did in high school. And then I was kind of with a college, like not part of the school, but a like, you know, for fun competitive thing. Right. In, in college for a little bit um yeah and so yeah you're a real water boy summer i'm a real water i mean real summer water boy uh (laughs) water boy sounds like somebody who's into piss play it does it does yeah these both sound like weird fetish uh Mm -hmm. categories oh you think summer boy does summer boy maybe a little bit summer boy is like a category that people select in terms of what they're looking for in someone else i think right like yeah. oh i'm into bears i'm into summer boys right yeah sure i'm a right a no drama chameleon looking for a <laughs> summer boy summer boy who's also a water boy right <laughs> very discreet yeah. shaved a discreet shaved water boy water boy <laughs> uh they just want someone who will sound like adam sandler in the bedroom <laughs> Someone who does Adam Sandler impressions. <laughs> right. um, so yeah, so I have this like chlorine and sun blonde hair now, mm-hmm. and people are asking me. In fact, you, you, I mean, you don't think you, you, you said it looks like you'd been. I've been coloring it. Yes, I might have actually asked if you colored it. Yeah, and and I, you know, I, I had lunch with a friend who had not seen me in a while, and he he specifically asked me, "Are you frosting your tips?" <laughs> and I get a little def. Yeah. And I think there's some, like, you know, baggage there. You know, mm-hmm. like what we tell men in our society. Like, it's not okay to, like, right. primp in this way. What was the energy behind? Like, did he say it in a, if you say yes, boy, I'm going to make fun of you tone? No. Uh, I think it was just genuine curiosity. And I think if I told everyone here oh yeah i like i lighten my hair sometimes. I don't think anyone would feel weird about it or right. judge me. But no, I... Wouldn't. I feel the need to like 
tell people that it's not from that. You Interesting. Know? Let's say, let me say hello to everyone, and then yes. I want everyone oh, to okay. weigh in. Right, uh, Daniel. Hi. Hi. Sup. Uh, <laughs> I don't frost my tips. No, but you did color your in hair in public. You colored your hair when you were younger, right? Did I? Oh, in my twenties, I bleached my hair. Hang on. Hi, Tony. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I just like to exercise control. Uh, earlier tonight, our two-year-old was saying, you right there, you right there. And he was telling everyone where to, where to stand. And I think I've said before that having a two-year-old is making me realize how much I ha- am really in touch with my two-year-old traits. Mm, mm. So I'm just controlling this crowd. <laughs> Hi, Tony. How's it going? Yeah, uh, good. This is my fourth podcast record today. So I'm... I'm uh, you're just hitting your stride? You're warmed yes, up. exactly. Yeah. No, I, I don't know why. Like, your takes are at their hottest. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, uh, there's nothing exhausting about that, but for some reason, I'm like, man, I'm worn out. It and is it, exhausting. This is yeah. my second podcast of today. It's our second podcast yeah. together, and I feel worn out, too. But you do a lot more talking than I do, though. Yeah, but you do listening. <laughs> and that is also exhausting. The headphones get hot after a yeah. while. Sure. Yeah. Exactly. And, and listening to you is exhausting. All well, right. Daniel all right. Finds it to okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think we should have the listeners weigh in on that. Yeah. Create a Twitter poll. <laughs> yeah. No, just um, if, you, if you don't find it exhausting, leave us nice iTunes comments. And if you do find it exhausting, privately DM Daniel, which right. I guess yeah. all DMs are kind of private. Yeah. Just DM Daniel if you find it yeah. exhausting. Sure. And if you don't find it exhausting... Leave us a nice comment. Tell your friends. Daniel, yeah, your yeah. DMs open? They're open, open and ready for ready for, for complaints. Now. We'll see. Maybe, maybe yeah. not ready for long. to be slid into. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, I'm accessible. They're nice and nice and <laughs> nice and slippery. And slide right in. That's right. Got to let Chris go on them DMs. Yeah. Slide right in. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about what Jordan brought right. up, which is are men allowed to primp? Sup with that. I, why do I keep saying sup? That's like a, it's, first of all, it doesn't feel like me. And second of all, it's become a crutch because I'm tired. Yeah. Well, it's I my think, tired sup. Well, here's what I think is going on, maybe. Please. Maybe it's your, the, the natural professional in you wants, <laughs> wants these things to be like segments, you know? So mm-hmm. I think you're reverting to sup with that. Oh, that's uh, a new it segment. It seems like you're trying to, you know, wedge it into a, which is great. It's professional. I mean, that's, you know, what a good broadcaster would do. Just, right. You know, just, hey guys, it's time for sup with that. <laughs> today's, today's sup is... Oh my God. Can men primp? Hit us up on the sup cam. Hashtag it, sup with that. Dial, yeah, call, we, want it, we want to hear from you. Yeah. 1-800-SUP-WDAT. Right. Yeah, yeah sure. Sup dat. <laughs> sup with that. Sup with that. I think this is really going to pull in some new young listeners. I think so. Like, hey, they're yeah. speaking our language. Yeah. And then they dab. <laughs> um, oh, I love that there's a sup cam. What happens on the sup cam? Hot subs. <laughs> you but want the it- hottest subs? Subscribe to the sup cam. Do you think that the sup cam, though, is just like focused on Daniel when he's in the green room and he doesn't know it? Oh. Or do you think the sup cam is like people shoot their own grainy video and like, send it in with their hot takes? I feel like the sup cam is set up on the Third Street Promenade and people can step into the booth and do their own sup with us. Oh, sure. I got some hot sups. Yeah, and then we just pull from the from the ones that were recorded on I the street. I just got done shopping at a really big H&M. Yeah. Hey, Allison, I have a sup with that. Oh, yes. You oh, know? wait, no, no. I don't That's, say anything, do I? No, Probably no. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> sup 
with all the homeless around here, it's depressing. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I don't know if that's going to make the segment. <laughs> what? Downer. That, that'll mm. just go on. That'll be posted online. Yeah. That's a, sup. That's a bonus. Bonus sup. <laughs> all right. So anyway... We were supping with that, and the specific, <laughs> the specific that we were supping with uh, was we're doing some hot supping. <laughs> it was men primping and f- being made. I'm putting words in your mouth, Jordan. No, no, no. Uh, feel I think, free. I think you. I think you your understand sup what I'm is men being made to feel that there's something they should feel like a little bit embarrassed about if they do certain feminine seeming grooming sure. things yeah. and i added the the feminine seeming but is that right like because i have a feeling if someone was like hey did you get a hot shave you wouldn't feel embarrassed no about yeah it. you're absolutely right yeah exactly um so right because it's because maybe hair coloring is something that has been historically a feminine thing yeah so right. i think that i you know maybe i'm i'm bringing some of that baggage to this situation mm-hmm. um because you got a little defensive I when he suggested defensive. that your tips were yeah frosted. definitely plus Look, these are uh, these are earned tips Right. You know? Yeah. And I think that's, there's a little bit of that to it is I think I did, you know, and I am proud of the fact that I've been swimming consistently. I think I'm in better shape. I think I'm, you know, I'm doing something good for my, you know, mental health life. It's been really good for me. So I think that the, the blonde hair is a kind of a manifestation of that. Mm. It's like kind of showing my work a little bit. So it is a kind it's of your proof. receipts. Yeah, if you don't not notice... Hey, kids, frosted sup tips. with that receipt. Yeah. Frosted tips is like the the hair equivalent of calf implants. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, I earn these calves right. from hiking and doing work. Sure. You know what I <laughs> what mean? What work? The leg work. Steps. Walking around. High steps. Like, yeah, walking up and down hills. Yeah. Carrying water jugs to the top of right. the hill. Squats. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, so I think maybe I'm. There's a little bit of that as me kind of wanting credit for doing that swim work sure. that I'm proud of. <laughs> so you know, it's a it's a it's a com- it's a complex melange. Ooh, of, I love a melange. Yeah, Daniel. Yeah. Tell us about your hair coloring. I bleached it in my twenties. Now everyone should know that you just get you just like shrugged like. What's the big? <laughs> yeah, but it, it was like a very, it was a, a tch, I'm a dude shrug. No, it was more of like a. It was a what of it. I, I don't know what I would call that phase of my life. It was more of a, it's not punk, but it was like, you know, I would go to the Army Navy store for lots of my clothes and I bleached this, my hair. Is this and, when you invented cowboy shirts? This was just prior to that. Did you guys know that Daniel invented? I did not invite them, but snap, I was. I was snaps instead of buttons. Cowboy I was, shirt. Yeah, I was wearing them before they became trendy, and I got shit from people at work. One guy in particular. I feel like I feel like I was that in my world too. I feel like right. I was the first cowboy shirt guy. Yeah, I, well, I, I like to go to vintage clothing stores yeah. and stuff, and so like I would wear them, and they're like, "Were you wearing the gay? gay were you a gay cowboy?" And then literally the next year, they're all wearing. Vintagey cowboy shirts, like you fucking assholes. Guys. <laughs> That's how I feel about beards right now because I've had a beard for a long oh, time. And beards yeah, are yeah, so yeah, big sure. right now. I feel like, and it, to the point where I'm like, I kind of want to shave. Yeah. Not that I can't like do a what everyone else is doing. Growing a beard, <laughs> yeah. drinking IPAs. Uh-huh. That's how uh-huh. tattoos were. I got a tattoo like in ninety. As soon as I turned eighteen, like literally. I think the week I turned 18. So you have to be 18 to get one without your parents? Yeah. Uh-huh. And they were not 
This is before well, what's, Nirvana. What's your 18 year old tattoo? It's like a Led Zeppelin. Small dolphin. <laughs> it's <like a laughs> and, um, Spring break dolphin. And, uh, it's and a, then it's it became, a Led Zeppelin something or other. Yeah. I talked over you, so now I'm talking That's over okay. you again. And uh, it was just, I wanted to fucking get a tattoo. There was no sure. meaning or anything. Okay. I just was like, get it right on my skin forever. And you love the Zepp. <clears throat> I liked the Zepp, but I also liked their aesthetic. Okay. And. Uh, yeah, then, I know that some of those bands, like some band stuff, it's like it's it is like it's like having a good logo is such a part of like having a band legacy, you know, deal. a logo that someone could write on their trapper keeper, is yeah. like, or on sketch into it's a kind desk. of an easy to draw, key. yeah. Key. Uh, so then that's why you the know, Stussy sign has endured. That's true. That's true. And then it like tattoos became so cliche in our generation because mm-hmm. I was about to just get tons of tattoos. You were. Well, I once you get one, you're like, mm, I can get another. This is fun. But I and never then, knew you were about to become tattoo guy. Well, though, then it became hip, and then I was like, oh, now, now I'm just another guy getting tattoos. So I d- only got the one. But now I feel like everyone's chilled on the tattoos. Well, maybe. So you now feel I like- feel like I can get tattoos again and not be like that guy that's following a trend. Huh? What would be your if you were to like get get a tat tomorrow? I have no idea, but I I. Would it be would something totally. tough like your kids' names? I was going to ask. I would kids get. Names. I would get a old man hairy belly on top of my already old man hairy belly <laughs> to emphasize. I literally thought you were going to say Harry Belafonte. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you should call your belly, Harry, Harry Belafonte. Oh my Belafonte. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's um, good. We, uh, kids' names is a very uh, Orange County dirtbag thing to do. It really kind it of is, is sweet. It is a yeah. sweet part of like that kind of. You guy. know what's creepy though um, is when they'll. And sorry to anyone who's done this. No. I'm sure yours are awesome. Um, but <laughs> like the, a, a person's face, I don't, I don't get the person's face when you get like a person in your life's face tattooed. And those people put their babies' faces on there because part of it is it never quite looks like the person. Right. And so then it's always like, ugh, a little odd. But and if you gain or lose any weight, the face yeah, becomes warped. Yeah. But the, also the tattoo thing is like an incentive to get back in shape because tattoos on my body would do our horror show. But once I get back in shape, then I want to take my shirt off and go to the pool. Wait, like, did you say tattoos on my body would do our horror show? What, they do look like a oh, horror show. Oh, I have oh, a tattoo oh. and it, it's just a, it's a nightmare situation. I feel like it's on your arm, your shoulder. Your it's shoulder, not, but has my it. Uh, my body. Am I is not just seeing fl- your shoulder as it as it me- was meant to be? Well, I don't know what you're talking about. You what see- I'm saying is like I, this is the shoulder that I'm pretty used to. Yeah. Is there a version of your shoulder that's just totally different? Yeah, yeah. you're gonna wake up one day. You're like, what's the shoulder next Who's to me? Who's this young what's guy? This? Yeah. yeah, the shoulder of me when I'm in shape. It's a the shoulder of me not in shape right now is shoulder. is just flabby shoulder, Dan. I think that's all I've known. Don't take that the wrong way. I'm just saying I'm looking forward to tot shoulder Dan. (laughs) (laughs) I can tell that you you are insulted by that, and I do not mean that in an insulting way. I have been in shape while we've been together. It's just that you you this is not this is not something that is important to you. I just haven't noticed specifically how your tattoo has looked different. Tony, you you uh you're part of the rock world. 
Have sure. you had different color hair and I, or do you have tattoos? I have no tattoos. I've never had any desire for them. Uh, I have dyed my hair a couple of times. It's been a long time. You're, but, yeah. you're a rock musician. Tony, Correct. In your, when you're not producing podcasts. Oh, did yes. you not know? I don't know. Yeah, you mentioned when we were off motion mic. Motion picture soundtrack. Do you know <laughs> <Nope>. them? Oh, <laughs> motion, <laughs> motion city, <laughs> city soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, I know Jesus motion city Christ, soundtrack. Honey. Cool. How long have you known Tony? Do you not know motion picture soundtrack? <laughs> I mean, I'm aware of the phenomenon of motion pictures having soundtracks. Yes, Tony plays in a similar sounding score band. Score and licensed <laughs> music. Let's just yeah. appreciate the confidence with which I said it. <laughs> you're, you're, I mean, it's, it, it happens. Sure. Look at that Motor City soundtrack. Yeah, and know. because Motor City soundtracks, Twitter is mo is what is it? Oh, you, oh my first God. of all, you just called it Motor City <laughs> soundtrack. <laughs> you're thinking of the Motor City madman, uh, Ted Nugent. Yeah, you're a big Nuge fan. Do you guys cover you? the Nuge? Oh, all, that's all we do. Do you guys really? cover yeah. Cat Scratch Fever? <laughs> Motion City. post-punk style. Motion City soundtrack. Right. Their Twitter handle is Motion City. What is it? Motion City Music. Oh, there's so, nothing with picture in there? No. You're just thinking, well, again, you're thinking of The Thing, a motion picture soundtrack. <laughs> I really yeah. am. Yeah. I'm going to stop for a minute. <laughs> Take it away, Tone Zone. What, wait, it's what am back? I taking away? I don't know. <laughs> what are you taking <laughs> away the show? Come on, Cat Scratch Fever. <laughs> da, 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 da. Speaking anyway. of pictures and permanent things yes that people can admire on your wall instead of on your your arm <laughs> <laughs> this is the segue that everyone this is the standard segue to go into yeah. talking about canvas on demand sure terrific at canvasondemand.com, you can transform your photos into stunning canvas wall art displays for your home or to give as a gift. Always affordable and only using the highest quality materials and inks. Ordering takes only a couple of minutes and you can upload your photo directly from your phone with a warp-resistant sealed back and pre-installed hanging hardware. Your canvas is ready to hang within seconds of arrival. We have some canvases from Canvas On Demand uh, and they are beautiful and in fact, we had a ton of, of wall art uh, wrapped up that we hadn't unpacked since the move, and Daniel was, was opening up some of it earlier, and I came across a couple of them, and I was so excited. I cannot wait to get them back on our walls. We have two from our wedding, and then we have two of our dogs. Well, one of them is uh, you and Wendy in New York. Oh, yeah. It's really cool. They're really cool. It's great. Uh, sure, you could just frame photos, but why do that when you can hang canvases of your photos on your wall? It just, it, it's, it just steps it up, you guys. Don't let those favorite moments stay hidden on your camera or phone. Join over 1.3 million customers who use canvasondemand.com to bring the story home again and again. Ready to fill your walls with your favorite memories? Create your own 16 by 20 canvas print for just $19.99 today at canvas. Canvasondemand.com slash best friend. That's canvasondemand.com slash best friend. So Tony and I recorded earlier with Bill Corbett hey. of uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000. 3000. Sure. Now, in the same way that I fumbled Tony's band's name, I expressed to Bill that I, every time I try to say Mystery Science Theater 3000, which now is rolling off my tongue, now when I don't need it anymore, <laughs> for some reason when I think of MST3K, right. my brain wants... That's how wants the fans to, abbreviate Mystery yes, Science Theater Yes, but my 3000. brain wants to say 
something like masterpiece science theater 3k or like it just nothing appropriate comes out i mean i think the part of the joke of that name is that it's unwieldy so is it i think so mystery science that could right because it's it's nonsense you know it's just a long string of words meant to evoke a certain kind of movie i think you're i mean i i bill is the world's sweetest guy he's great um so yeah i can't imagine he no he was super nice yeah he was like just call it mst just drop the three MST, sure absolutely yeah so once i did that it was a lot easier but anyway you're fine we recorded with him earlier he is tony had told me he's great and you were right yeah, he's a very nice man. He's really great. How yes. now? You produce his podcast uh, sometimes when he's out yeah, here. Yeah, just I just record for him when he comes out here. How did you meet him? I met him through. How did I meet him? Uh, I think through um, uh, my friend comedian Joseph Scrimshaw. I don't oh, know if you yeah. know him at all. I don't Joseph know him, Scrimshaw. but what a great name! I know, right? Great name, great voice too. That yeah. guy has a classic silky radio voice. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Daniel, familiar with old Scrimshaw? No. <laughs> Silky radio. But I feel like guy. Scrimshaw sounds like an um, old-timey like bicycle or some sort of cart. I think it like is I, the... I wrote a Scrimshaw. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, a yeah. rickshaw? I think it is the maybe. art of carving onto uh, whalebone yeah. or maybe ivory as well. Maybe if you, uh, can you do it on a tusk? I'm not sure. Whalebone, certainly. Yeah, I'd heard the whalebone thing, which I did not know until after I met Joseph. I wonder mm-hmm. if his family did any of this. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, maybe it was like a calling someone a cooper because they What make, do Coopers do? Make barrels. What do, do Morrises do? I don't know. That's a good question. Um Morris. What is the root of that? I don't know. Saved by the bell. Saved by the bell. Mm. Yeah, they Morris's uh freeze time. They, they look into break the, camera. the fourth wall. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but only sometimes, like not with any kind of consistency right. to where when it happens it's jarring. Yes. So uh this came up. No, it did not come up on the show with Bill. It came up before the show. Daniel and I have two neighbors. Okay. New, excuse me. We have new neighbors. <laughs> right. There are two of them. Uh-huh. And then they both live in the two. same house? Well, okay. it's interesting okay. that you honed right in on that. Right. There is a house mm-hmm. near us. It's next to us. It has two pastors and their wives. Okay. All living as a yes! quad- quadruple. I don't know what you call it. Hmm. But isn't... There's just a lot to unpack there. Of course. But I didn't know pastors could pastors, get married. Right. And why are they all living in one house? Mm-hmm. Now, Daniel, who is free to speak, it's but I'm going to speak it's for called him. called a God quad. <laughs> <laughs> Not a God squad? Oh, quad. I get it. That's now, great. Yeah. Um, he feels that because they are part of the clergy, they're used to humble, modest living situations, hence shacking up together. Right. Maybe. But there's just something about two married couples living together. Is the is I mean, is the elephant in the room here that this could be some sort of religious fuckfest? Oh my god! Of, oh my god! I some never... sort of godly wife swap. Boy. I got my bumper dinged at the swat and gobble. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Jenna and Al leave the show, and all heck breaks loose. Yeah, darn. Gosh. <laughs> I no, I wasn't thinking that. Although oh, okay. well, the I jokes, <laughs> yeah, I think Bill was too. Yeah. The jokes do write themselves that way. I don't know. There's just something about two... I mean, it feels like a sitcom. Two married right, couples yeah. living, living in, in one house. house. Like, presumably the house has a 
one master bedroom and I don't know how many rooms are in there, but like one of them is better than the other one and has an ensuite bathroom probably. And then does the other couple get the shittier room and right, they have to go yeah, into the hall yeah. to use the bathroom? How does it work? Do the wives get along? So many questions. Yeah. And also I think they have two dogs. Boy, yeah, this seems like a real... Any kids? No. You'd think because they're religious married, those kids would be popping out right quick. Right. But maybe not. I don't know anything. I haven't even seen them. We only know because the house was empty for the whole time that we've been living here. Um, But then the children of the people who used to own the house, who passed away, were there renovating it. Right. I think my theory is that um, because the house is was bought so long ago that it's completely paid for. and It was bought for $35. My theory wow. is that the children are probably part of a church, yeah. and this is probably their pastor. And their other pastor? Well, yeah, and or an, another nearby church. Because I can't imagine that pastors make a lot of money these days, or ever, but definitely not these days. And so it's like, oh, we're not paying for the house, so you could live there cheap. And, right. you know, it'll just... You know, go up in value in the meantime. I, I'm, I'm sure that's probably around. I wonder going. if there, uh, yeah. And I, I guess when I say when I think pastor, to me, I mean because I, you know, some of the religiousing that I did growing up was at like cool megachurch type places. Mm. So I sometimes think of pastor as like a dude with like some tattoo sleeves and frosted and a, tips, and oh. frosted tips, who is <laughs> yeah. like. Hey, you know, like church can be anywhere. It could be out on your board waiting for a set to come. Oh, you in. mean cool, cool pastor. Cool pastor. That's oh. what mega church, mega church pastors are cool. They play rock and they've got like right. a headset. So my, yeah. my idea of mega church pastor is different. It's what, more is it like, like Joel Austin. Yeah, more like hey, when if you have two sub zero refrigerators, that's the sign that God really loves you. Right. Oh, sure. I take a private plane everywhere. Yeah, like God it's is pleased extra with me. God's blessing. Yeah. Well, you don't know about mega churches. In Orange County. Yeah. No, I really don't. It is a They're real cool. specific. Exactly. Like, yeah, they'll play like a U2 song. And it's like, you know, some some people say that Bono's singing about a girl, but I think he's singing about God. You know, yeah. that's the... <laughs> is So what's the vibe of these two? Is it... We haven't met them. Okay. We haven't met them yet. Well, so how do you know that there's two of them? Two yeah, that's a well, good question. This is why it's important to, to get Stop to know... with that. <laughs> to get to know the person in the neighborhood that's keeping tabs on everyone else in the neighborhood right. that you don't have to. You just need to check in with the one person and that's what I did. So you might have got some bad subs. That's mm. what I began to wonder. I, like, maybe, but he's been right so far. Three he's, or four minutes into the, into the conversation with Bill Corbett about it, I was like, wait a minute. How do we know mm, that they're both sure, pastors, actually? Yeah. yeah. But you trust the, the subs you got. I did. I do. You trust yeah. those sups. Those are good sups. Yeah, I feel like because they've been in the neighborhood a long time. Right. They kind of know the deal with everyone. I think, and they I get think, right in there and find yeah. stuff out. Yeah, that's just the personality. So, yeah. so this is uh, this is both a little bit. This will be a little bit gross and a little bit blasphemous, but I I feel like it's a it's a this is a worthy, godless crew. It's a worthy uh, path to go down when we're okay. talking about this. Oh, okay. I you know you know I maybe this is something you've heard is that you know sometimes when when a like a religious kid is fooling around for the first time mm. they there is some kind of gymnastics you can do some mental gymnastics you can do to mm. tell yourself that mm-hmm. anal is okay <laughs> God's in blind the eyes spot. Of, yeah <laughs> yes okay so this is I'm not. I'm not blowing everyone's minds with this as a new concept. No, no I'm just wondering how this is going to tie into our ni- new neighbors. Well, 
I'm wondering if you can do those sorts of theological, you know, mental gymnastics to convince yourself that whereas God would perhaps be not cool with vaginal penetration, he is okay with anal penetration. Mm. If there is some sort of anal swinging. Well, I was going to oh say swinging, God. period. <laughs> like, if you were both married and oh, you're see. both Do you think they're doing religious. some justification yeah, in order to make it Go a, forth and multiply or don't... Well, I guess don't covet thy neighbor's well, wife. But what if he's cool with it? What if your neighbor <laughs> loves to watch his wife being coveted? God, what if your neighbor be, is a nasty cuck? That would be odd. <laughs> I mean, the question oh, is, boy. we don't even know what like denomination or anything. Either, sure, so yeah. We, we also don't know what age they are. We have no, okay. We don't know what they look like. We know nothing. However, I still find it interesting. Although I did, I did do this weird thing the other day. Uh, I was in the bathroom. Now our bathroom, <laughs> our our bathroom um, has a window and it looks right out onto their property right. and into their like dining room area. I think. And um, I was in the bathroom and I heard this dog. It sounded like it was in pain. Or something, and, and we have this like dog run on the side right. of our house. I was worried that maybe like a dog had got. Caught we keep being afraid there's somehow a, a dog that's not ours on our. Property. Well, we had. Gotcha. That's where Ray keeps all his shit, and so there's like <laughs> lots of ways that an animal could get trapped uh, in this stuff. So I was yeah. worried. Who's Ray? Oh, uh, he's our um, contractor friend. Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's Ray. That's he's right. like a constant pain in the ass. <laughs> he's okay. Part and of our life. He occasionally yells on the podcast. He yells. Yeah, he, he called last he week. He called last week and yelled. Yeah. Okay. Daniel answered the phone. He didn't know who's on, on the podcast mic. yet. Yeah. And his his opening greeting was, "Why doesn't your fucking wife ever give me a fucking call back?" Whoa. Yeah. yeah. Ray. Yeah. He's, he's a, a gentleman. He's, he's not, as in the words of Tony, <laughs> he's not a gentleman. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so I <clears throat> get on mic. I um, heard the sound, and so I was, you know, about to get in the shower, but I I opened the window, and I looked out to try to see if I could see, and then I look up, and a woman was in the room looking right at me. Right? Did she look like she was lying with someone who wasn't no. her husband? <laughs> no, she looked perfectly normal. Okay. And then I did well, something. Who's to say that's not normal? It's a little judgy of you. <laughs> well. Sorry. She was wearing a white good, robe. Good sups. Um, now, I did something that was creepy without... I, I did not understand why I did this. Right. I, to, I still don't know why I did this. Instead of like acknowledging her or anything... <laughs> you started pinching your own nipples. Th- this is what I did. I should have. I <laughs> stared at her yeah. and slowly closed the window. <laughs> yeah. That was... And she was looking at me the whole time and I just slowly <laughs> shut the... <laughs> Like she probably thinks I'm a fucking serial killer. Yeah, that is a little. But but I mean, yeah, in those situations, you don't you don't always know what to do. You know? I th- here's yeah. what I think may have happened. I think maybe you didn't want to make any sudden movements because you were trying to pretend it wasn't happening. Because first I was like, why would you not acknowledge her? But then I thought, well, it is weird if you're in your own house peering out the window and you meet someone Especially else's face and they're in windows. their own house. Right. And yeah, and I, but I kind of, I think maybe I, maybe I can unpack your thinking here a little <laughs> okay, bit. It's it. like when you are caught, when you do catch someone's gaze, whether it's intentional or not, and you're like, oh, they think I was staring at them. Yeah. Whether you, but there isn't, a, like, I can just play this. If I'm scared, if I look scared, I'm admitting that I was staring at you. Yeah, but if, if I, I react just at all. go about my business, it looks like you just wandered into my sight line, yeah. and I'm not even. Right, I, I just normally and also, slowly close the you're window. You're never sure 
when you're inside a house, if a person can see in, because you know, right. like during the day, oftentimes they can't, right? You know, and so I think maybe on some level, I was like, maybe she can't see me. <laughs> I yeah. caught the gaze of our neighbors on the other side. We live on an estate with rolling hills on either side. Sure, yeah. <laughs> and I like waved, and they just acted like they didn't even see me. Hmm. Which ones? The ones in the on the other side. That on that side. Yeah, th- there's several there too. The middle ones, I think. Yeah, they that they're not, they're not very friendly. They're not super friendly. No. Um, wait a minute, though. So you've seen one of the betrothed pastors betrothed? I think maybe she was one of the wives. Although what did she, look she like? might have been one of the pastors, honey. Yeah, she, man, that's mm. sure. Now who's got baggage? Oh right? my god, who's judging? Who's judging yeah. now? What did this person look like? She seemed like she could be Asian. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I was looking through a screen, so it was like... Sure. So Everybody you know. looks Asian through a screen. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think she she was. Yeah. But she also just could have been someone with like straight black hair and, sure. you know... Like me? Yeah. I So my mom has straight black hair, and as a, <laughs> as a kid, my dad, my sister, and I were constantly always going up to Asian women and then they turn around and it's like, oh, you're not our mom. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. The classic uh, kid kid false mom mistake. Yes, it was a real false you mom. You tug on their sweater at the mall. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you remember how uh, humiliating it was when That's you were another, a kid? Uh, dating app subcategory, the false mom. <laughs> Just a water boy looking for a false mom. Oh, my God. Do you remember how humiliating it was to accidentally call your teacher mom? Yeah. That, that happened a lot. Sure. Yeah. You do that with bosses. <laughs> my boss's mommy I'm asking if I can have milk um, I should stop when I call them mommy now that reminds me yes. of I have so in addition to playing with motion picture masterpiece theater yes, music 3, yeah, Tony also plays drums in Don't Stop or Will Die oh cool do you know this band Jordan yeah this I'm gonna, is Paul Rust and Michael Cassidy's yes. band Correct. Yeah. I just had Paul Rust on the show oh, he's, he's the best Yeah, he's so good um Anyway, though, I have recently gotten very into Don't Stop or Will Die. Okay. And I normally don't like funny music. Right. But I love them. I can't stop listening. Uh, yeah, they're good songs. They're good, like, yeah. you know, they're good, like, catchy songs. And Everyone should go choruses. listen to that. I've been listening yeah. to Dazzle Me. Did you play on that one? I didn't actually play on it. They recorded most of that uh, before I started playing with them, even okay. though it only came out, like, a year ago. Right. But uh, they had been, it had been in the works for quite a while. Well, anyway, what you said about calling your boss mommy and mm-hmm. asking for milk reminded me they have a song, <laughs> Because I'm Five. That's so right, I'm five. That's yeah. right, I'm five, yeah. It's, it's similar. The song, uh, Lily Pad, On Your Doorstep, and we'll get into what you... Folks listening should just go listen to the song. That one makes me laugh out loud. It's, it's a hilarious song, and you guys recently released this clip of you performing it in a van or something, oh, right? Oh, yeah, jam in the van. And, old, yeah. Um, it's delightful because Paul cracks up that's during that the song is, yeah i i love everything about playing with those guys and it's just <laughs> delightful because they literally like that's like a normal thing like the during shows they're just giggling their way through now, the whole show. now here's my thing it's like i love the idea that he still thinks it's so funny when he's singing it because it's a very funny song it, I, i'm not there's a reason i'm not saying anything about the song just you should listen to it but you don't um, spoil it i don't want to spoil it but um 
But then I think, oh, maybe he's laughing because, you know, uh, Cassidy may have sang something as silly. What, you know, you never know it's what's a, happening. It's a little bit of all of the above. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They do things to make each other laugh a lot. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, you know, kind of ad libbing going on from time to time. Right. Yeah. Um, Daniel, I need to hear more about this possibly Asian woman. I need to there's know. not much more to say. <laughs> well, I'm going to, I'm going to mine it for all it's worth. But first I need to talk about something. Warm alcohol sucks. Would you not agree? I do. I agree with you. Who wants warm alcohol? I don't even like purposely warm alcohol. No. Hot toddies? Get out of here. That's right. Here Unless want. you want... I want a cold toddy. Yeah. <laughs> but if you want a toddy to stay warm, then what I'm about to talk about would work too. Oh, good. But in general, basically, whatever, whatever temperature you want your alcohol... Enter Brewmate. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a song. Enter Brewmate. Brewmate. Uh, are you familiar with Brewmate? No, I'm not. Please tell me about They're it. They're great. Uh, they uh, Their mission is to shake up the beverage industry for the better. They make stylish, insulated drinkware designed to keep your favorite beverages ice cold all day long. Or, like I said, if you want it to be warm, it'll stay warm. That's Whatever great. temperature you put it in your Brewmate. It'll stay that temperature. Uh, whatever your taste in beer, wine, or spirits, Brewmate makes sure every sip is the perfect temperature. Um, and they make uh, they make a lot of different super cool things. They make something that I think makes a great gift. It's a wine solator uncorked gift set bundle. So a wine solator is like a wine bottle shaped insulated uh, container, and it fits a full bottle of wine, and it includes a silicone. Funnel for easy transferring maintains the perfect temperature for over 24 hours. Bring your wine on the go without worrying about keeping it chilled. No more broken bottles or tickets for bringing glass into glass-free zones. Uh, and there are more and more glass-free zones these days. This is why you need this. And then they have, uh, you can buy a set, the uncorked wine glasses, largest insulated wine glass in the world, fitting over half a bottle of wine, comes with a sp- splash-proof lid, 30 colors available, the perfect gift for the stylish wine lover in your life. Um, yeah, regarding the 30 colors, I selected some awesome Brewmate products, uh, which Daniel and I use every day. Because mm-hmm. you can also, we sometimes use them. You've used them for beer and you use them for coffee. We, I think all, it's all the, the, above. Im- the pint glasses are what we got. Um, but uh, there are so many really cool designs, not design, some designs, but like just different colors and they have matte finishes and they have like shiny finishes and uh, it's really fun to choose what you want. So I recommend it highly. Don't settle for warm alcohol. Chill out with your favorite drinks all day long with Brewmate. Visit brewmate.com. That's B-R-U-M-A-T-E dot com and add code best friend to get 15% off your first order. That's 15% off your first order when you go to Brewmate, B-R-U-M-A-T-E dot com and add code best friend. Okay, Daniel. What? What was she wearing? Did she, like, what age would you say she was? I did not get any of the details. Did she seem like she was sleeping with someone regularly who wasn't her? Yes. She licked her lips and she brought her sunglasses down. No, she. I was looking through a screen. You ball ball. Yeah, then <laughs> that song exactly. played exactly, and she was behind a window with reflection. So it wasn't a clear. Oh, okay, hence you're not sure she was Asian. She she she, she had the straight black hair. Like, how old would you person. think she would be? Forties. See, this is some info that you weren't weren't offering the could first be, time. But she very well could be in her late twenties. It's just like impossible for me to know. All right, should we bring them some kind of food? Oh yeah, what do pastors I eat? Don't. <laughs> I feel What's like their if diet you're the, like, 
I feel like that would send the message that we're the kind of people that would bring food over, and I don't want. But to- I mean, this is a new neighbor. It could be a new start. Maybe to them, you are the kind of people who bring food <sighs> over. What? What are you? you what responsibilities are you worried that this would? You just entail? have to do it the once. They're not going to move in again. <laughs> it's it a one-time thing. It means, hey, come on over whenever. And oh, oh sure. You think? You're, oh, you're you, afraid okay. we'll come off as no, friendly. No, that's reasonable. <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean, I think you. What you're. Right, you don't. If for some reason they're hard to deal with, or they're a lot, we or don't know needy. them well enough to know that we want that to be the relationship. Sure. Yeah. And then it's they're like hard to close that by. door. Yeah, I've mentioned this before. Trying to get you to go to one of their nasty religious sex parties that they're always having over there. <laughs> if everybody's married, it's cool with JC. That's what they say. Hey, listen, JC was a swinger. JC, sure, he swung with those twelve dudes. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Jordan. What? <laughs> yes. What denomination did you grow up in? Oh, boy. Is uh, Meg, does Me, do mega churches have a denomination? I kind of think they are they are Baptist in their, oh. in their foundation, but I could be wrong about that. Did you go to Saddleback? I went to a little bit of Saddleback. Saddleback, a very, very prominent mega church that has a lot of, like, their pastor writes a lot of, like, self-help type books. Uh, yeah, so I went to I went to a little bit of Saddleback and another one called uh, Mission Hills mm. uh, that had a like cool youth group scene. They had like a little, they had a you know a youth group area called the Underground. Ooh, so you didn't say I'm there? going to church. You said I'm going to the Underground, <laughs> and it sounded like a cool club, but it was really just a place where a <laughs> it was really the dork coolest taught you club. how to buy the Bible. <laughs> yeah, the coolest club is heaven, the kingdom of heaven. Uh, yeah, but they had, and so, you know, it was a little, like, area below the church, and then, like, you know, on weekends, they would have, like, punk shows there. They would have, like, so, I think, you know, mostly they were kind of religious punk bands of the, like, you know, there was, like, a label called Tooth and Nail Records Mm -hmm. that had a lot of, like, you know, bands where it's like, oh, if you listen really close, you'll hear about Jesus, but if not, it just kind of sounds like a Green Day song. Uh, so th- that kind of like roped me in because I was interested in that sort of thing. So I'm like, oh, cool! Like I can go to this punk show and it's all ages and it's in my neighborhood. But uh, you know, but it, I think it, you know part of the thing was like come to this show, but also like if you want to come on Sunday afternoon, we just like rap about issues and like <laughs> talk about how hard it is to be a teen and you know, hey, there's a lot of cool lessons in Back to the Future, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> um, yes. Now, from from the level of joking about swinging and um, butt sex, I'm <laughs> yes. guessing that you're not super religious anymore. I think we went over this, but I don't remember anything anymore. Yeah, no, that's okay. Yeah, I mean, I have. When not... did you When did you forsake them? Sure, uh, I. So yeah, so I. You know, the height of that for me was probably high school, um, kind of like, and then I got to college, and then I. You know, I kind of think I kind of tried to have some sort of like, you know, church religious outlet in college and just could not find any group of people who I liked being around. Santa Cruz or Santa Barbara? Santa Cruz, yeah. And Santa Cruz is very lefty. So, I mean, obviously, I think you're, you know, there's not a lot of religious stuff going on, period. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I kind of just like, it kind of just start, stopped fitting for me. Uh, and yeah, and I still go occasionally. My family is is kind of church going, and I'll go with them on Christmas and Easter and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, for me, it's just not it's not something that I I found a way to fit into my adult life. But was it? I mean, I did your beliefs change? 
Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, boy, it's so tough because, like, you know, I think when I was growing up, uh, I think it was Orange County, and Orange County is very religious it is. in general. Yeah. So I think you don't realize how the political baggage that comes with religion. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, you know, when I got out into the world, I'm like, oh, like, that's not liking gay people is a problem. <laughs> like, why why is that a thing? You know, so I think that I can, when I got out, I kind of learned about the stuff about religion that I did not like. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But when you were growing up, you weren't aware of it or you didn't realize yet that it was problematic? Yeah, I think both. Yeah. I think it's, I'm like, hey, this is, yeah, be kind to everybody. Like, that's cool. Like, help the poor. That's cool. And then, you know, as I kind of became a little more aware, I'm like, oh, whoops, there's this other stuff yeah. that's not my fave. Mm-hmm. You know, Orange County was extremely religious. Yeah, like, I didn't yeah. really realize that not believing in God was an option, although right. I didn't believe in God. Sure. And I remember telling a babysitter that I didn't believe in God when I was very young and yeah. my and her being sort of like scandalized by it. And then yeah. <laughs> my parents being like, yeah, you probably want to keep that to yourself and or whatever, however they put it. And then... Ever since then, I was always so afraid to let people know that I didn't believe in God. I right. remember in school one time, this boy, Chris, like, he's like, we were in the library. Yeah. And he's like, do you believe in God? And I got very reverent. And I'm like, of course I do. And he's like, then I have a book for you. <laughs> and he handed me a Bible. And he was he was just joking around. Right. But to me, like, you're not <laughs> allowed to joke. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And I felt guilty because I was so different and I didn't want them to realize how different I was and stuff. Right. And so it was weird to get to college even a little bit in high school, but high school in Orange County too. But then you get to college and realize like, oh, like a lot of people actually are, they're comfortable saying they don't believe in God. Right. Um, it's, it doesn't instantly make you a heathen in sure. the eyes of everyone. Tony, did you grow up with religion? No, not at all. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm now you were in the, in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. So were you, did you feel uh, different than other people because of that? Um. You know, if I'm being honest, I didn't think about it that often. Like it, it it's like a thing. My family doesn't really ever talk about it. You know, as weird as that may sound. So like, it just like I didn't go to. I can maybe I've maybe been to church like a handful of times in my life, and I think I can remember having like thoughts that like I knew I was like so like oh yeah I believe in God like kind of thinking that, but deep down kind of knowing I didn't mm-hmm. even though I was really young and like oh, I don't I don't believe that and but I know I'm supposed to and like that's, that's Did you just know your parents didn't? Well the thing is like or did you guys not talk about it? No, we don't really talk about it but like the uh so like I'm not even sure exactly how they I think my dad is a little more so than my mom. More believing more, or more? Yes, more believing. Yeah, it's funny like I know for sure my dad doesn't but I I'm not 100% sure my mom doesn't. Yeah. Because a few years ago, I heard my mom say some things that I was like, oh, hell yeah, mom. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. she, yeah, like my, my, because my sisters, I have two older sisters and, and one of them was uh, kind of like talking about religion and like saying these, you know, whatever, uh, speaking positively mm-hmm. of it. And my mom said something along the lines of, uh, well, if God exists, then why why did all this bad stuff happen to like and mentioned uh, someone that had died like young in her in her life and everything and and yeah, I was just kind of I'd never heard her say anything right. like that right. and uh, it was just like yeah, all right, 
<laughs> mom, mom, mom got her shit together. <laughs> so that's interesting, though. So you, though, felt like in order to conform, you should appear to be religious. I mean, sort. I just, I think I thought I was supposed to, but I didn't do anything to like, uh, right? But the, give that illusion or something. What I'm wondering is, was that of the time, or was that the locations we were in? Like kids now, well. Asking us, are the, we're the wrong people to ask about what it's like for kids nowadays. Um, but I'm wondering, you know, is there is uh, is being a believer still the thing that you're supposed to do as a young as like when you're in grade school? I don't even know what you're talking about. No, I think I, I think I get it. I so, think it's like a. I think it's right. I mean, I, I bet it is so location dependent. I bet it's yeah, way more be, location dependent than because I can't relate at all thing. to what. Oh, you're really? Saying. I have okay, no idea. Like what you, you? I literally have no idea what you mean when you say that. Because like where I grew up, there was zero. Arizona. I mean, yeah, in Tucson. Like you knew people who were who went to church, and you knew people who didn't, and it just wasn't like a part of. I don't like. And you were raised Catholic, kind of. No, I mean my my mom's family's Catholic, and I was baptized. And you know, back east, they they all are way more. They go to church and stuff like that, but like, yeah, we didn't, we never did, and it's not even anything I worried about or was concerned about. I never pretended to believe anything. I didn't care. I think when you're, a <laughs> you know, kid, like it was just yeah. not an issue. I was, I was curious about kids that did believe that, and I would, I remember there were, um, there was a Mormon kid, and I would just be like trying to figure out, like, I would sit there and be like, what if this happened, and what is it? Because he was like talking about celibacy and i'm like what if you were with a girl and she took your penis and put it in her vagina you know like could, oh. and he'd be like i wouldn't enjoy it you know like i would not you know it was like where's trying to find that line of what you know it's like the whole right it's so confusing sure. um but it wasn't i never felt any pressure about anything any which way I think you are, like, when you're a kid, you're given this really, really basic version of it. It's like, well, uh, if you, you know, if you, I mean, so Christianity is about uh, loving your neighbor. Yeah. Uh, don't kill, don't lie, don't steal, Ten Commandments, Golden Rule. Uh, you're on board with that, right? Yeah, sure. It's like, and you would like to go to heaven as well. Yes, of course I want to go to heaven. Well, you're a Christian. And, you know, so you're given, and, like, that is so easy for, like, a 10-year-old to understand, right. you know. And I don't think you're given, you know, I think it is like, you know, uh, not, the, this, not to not to draw parallels, of course, but I mean, I think with, you know, Scientology, you get roped in with like, well, you want to be less stressed, don't you? You want to be able to, you know, think your own thoughts and then, you know, like, ah, oh, by the way, there's an alien volcano, you know, and I think that is kind of, you know, you were kind of given as a kid this really simple, simple thing that is, is an absolute yes mm -hmm. you're like yeah sure that all seems great and then it still all seems great yeah yeah i mean yeah. and it is i mean i feel like i feel like all the the the, the basis of christianity is terrific yeah, and same. that is why it's so very popular uh yeah it's a, but you know then i kind of you learn about the other stuff that comes with it and the the cultural stuff that mm. uh maybe, maybe isn't actually in the bible so anyway yeah. and is your mom still religious you said you still go to church with yeah her, right? so so my my uh my stepdad plays trombone in the church band so i think i think maybe my mom would be a once a month once every other month kind of church goer but i think she goes to support my stepdad who plays trombone in the band and i've been to see him 
and he's great. <laughs> that church band sounds yeah. real good. <laughs> um, is your mom okay with your heathenly ways? I don't, yeah, we go, oh boy, we don't talk about it. I think of my family, my sister is the most religious. Um, yeah, I think she is the most regular churchgoer and like kind of applies the, that, that, the, the teaching to her everyday life. Mm. So, yeah. This is the sister that I, you only have one sister, right? Yeah. I met her twice. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's, and she's great. And she is definitely like, I, you know, I, she is very religious, but I do not disagree with her politically on anything. She is a very like Obama voting, gay marriage supporting, uh, Christian, which is great. Uh, how about, uh, how about some more of those, please? World? Anyway. Yes. Uh, so yeah, so I mean, I don't think I, yeah. And I don't think that like automatically that if you were a believer or a churchgoer, you're automatically a, you know, right wing alt right type. No. Uh, there's plenty of, plenty of people who are not so, but, um, but also a lot are. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Guys, are we going to solve it here tonight? <laughs> <laughs> who was it? Who was someone's stand up where they were saying that like, we're not going to solve it at brunch. Hmm. Fuck, what was it? I remember laughing at it. Um, and I think it was Aziz, Aziz's yes. new stand-up. Yeah. yeah. Have you guys seen that? Aziz's new stand-up? I did not. I, I can't stay awake for anything at night. Sure. But So I only made it through a little bit of it. You know, I was never, I mean, pre-scandal, uh, I was never a huge fan of his. I mean, I liked certainly liked him on Parks and Rec. That's I'm not a monster. <laughs> uh, treat yourself. That's funny. Right. right. Uh, but yeah, as far as like being a fan of his standup, I I was never that drawn to it. So like the idea of like, oh, do I watch his standup? I don't know. Is he a bad guy? What was the scandal? That uh, that was just not. A, I didn't have to puzzle that. I'm like, eh, I don't want to watch this. So yeah, I was pretty n- neutral on all things Aziz. I sure. think, um, and the story, his scandal was also like there was a lot of gray area about it to it my was a mind. Weird one. It was a weird one. Um but then I I don't I, I heard that the special was really good. No. That is not yes, I did hear that. But I saw a trailer for it and the camera angle really bugged me. And so then I wanted to <laughs> then I want I'm like I gotta yeah. see what's going on. Stand up specials mm. with like dynamic camera work it bug was me. Spike Jones directed it. Oh, and well. it's like you see backstage and you see people like standing in a doorway back there like not quite paying attention and i was like this is so distracting yeah, what why weird. did they choose this angle have you do you know what i'm talking about tony i haven't watched it no. okay um watch it for the camera angle <laughs> i don't recommend it uh, now explain something i always have wondered this why do why get a like big fancy director to direct of stand-up special. I think many people are wondering that in the comment section. I mean, I know sure. other people have done it before. I know it's a thing. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. Maybe I just don't. I it could admittedly be that, it can be stupid. It could be that they're friends. I mean, yeah. it could just be a relationship thing. Yeah. I think um, Jim Jeffries has one directed by Russell Crowe. <laughs> really? Weirdly <laughs> enough. Yeah, yeah. There's someone, Jim. I think it is Jim Jeffries, but someone in that circle has one directed by Russell Crowe. I wondered if because Aziz's special included him addressing the scandal 
in a sort of not in a sincere way yeah if they wanted to like this is a little bit different than your average stand-up i don't mm. know yeah i mean that's certainly I'm just guessing. That's, that's new new territory content wise for sure and yeah i mean i definitely am would be curious to see that bit of it just out of a you know from a from a sociological perspective what did you think uh did you see hannah gads uh i did Nanette? Nanette, yeah i loved it me too and um i heard that there are plenty of male comedians who had a problem with it yeah um and i thought okay but that's like those type of male comedians but then male comedians who i'm like friends with and like can't can't handle it either they have a real problem with it too. So then I'm like, okay, what's their what's problem up? with it? It's not stand up. It's a TED talk. It's which all these things that I thought were just said by, and I realize this yeah. is like very lazy language, but said by like those kind of guys. But no, it's like guys that I respect and like feel that way too. People get real dogmatic about the thing they do, and you know, creating rules about it. Yeah. You know, and I just feel like who's to define what stand up is at this point? Like I get it in the eighties, there was like more of a specific, like this is what stand up is. But now the whole alternative comedy thing has changed the way we think of stand up. And I feel like anything goes like you could do, you could get up there as long as there's comedy and you know, you could do any kind of form of that. I mean, think of like, um, Neil Brennan. Yeah. Three mics, three mics. Like he changed the format there and no one had a problem with that. Right. Um, so I, uh, yeah, I think my problem with her thing is that she was trying to define what a joke is and that I disagree with. Like she, her whole thing, wasn't it like a joke is like everything before the tragedy or something? It's like, not always. That's your comedy. But a lot of comedy, it doesn't have anything to do with tragedy. Yeah. So like, I, I totally get it in the context of what she does, but Anytime someone, I get bristly whenever someone tries to make big, broad generalizations. It's like, well, no, there's lots of comics that have nothing to do with that. I think that um, uh, comics, comedy folks are, uh, you know, I think there was this sense for a while, and I think, you know, Trump shit had a lot to do with it, of like comedy, people rewarding comedy not for being funny, but for making a point. Excuse mm. me, Mr. President. You know, like, I feel like there's so many TV shows that are like, excuse me, Mr. President, I'm in front of a green screen and we just showed you a clip and now, you know, uh, clap, clap, clap and like that, you know, and, and, you know, and I think there's a lot of those, you know, kind of mumblecore, I'm playing myself comedy shows that are not funny, that are more like, yes, ooh, yeah, this mm. is right. And I think that, you know, comedy people who like jokes are, don't like that trend. And I think that, like, when people heard about Nanette, the the thing you heard about it was that it's so powerful. And I think when you watch it, it's super joke heavy. Like, it was very funny. Nanette is really funny. It, yeah. it is very powerful at the end, and that's what people wanted to recommend. So right. I think people started watching it not liking it because they're like, oh, this is the Clapter yeah. show. This is the Clapter special. But it's not. It's really funny. And Clapter. You know, yeah, Clapter. Is that when someone makes a good point? Yeah, that's like, you know, what? that's like the worst part about like the Daily Show. Okay. They're just like, excuse me, Mr. President, clap, clap, clap. You know, like, <laughs> but I will never clap, clap, yeah. clap. And it's like, yeah, it's like, eh, are you laughing? No, you're not really laughing. Um <laughs> But I think that, but like before Nanette becomes serious, it's very funny. 
And hey, you know who else has a fucking serious bit at the end of their comedy special? Mark Maron, Chris Gether, Patton Oswalt. They all do that now. Every mm-hmm. every fucking white guy comedy hero has a dramatic part at the end. And it's it's good. It's it's good, but they're all, you know, just because I think you know, it it got this buzz about like, oh, this is the important comedy special. I don't think people actually watched it. I think they sat in front of it ready to hate it. So I think that's where that comes from. Yeah. I don't think they heard the jokes. Right. Because they uh, were mad. I yeah. I thought it was really good. Everything you say, I agree with. I'm sick of that kind of comedy, though. Like, Which I just, kind of comedy, though? Just shit that's fucking serious. Like, sure. I just want to laugh hear, at hear, silly you shit. Too. You know I, what yeah. I mean? Like, I just want to watch stuff that's silly. I, 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 I don't want everything that... We're living in such serious times yes. that I don't need everything to be serious. Mm. Can I say something, though? I agree with you, and in the sense of like, let's not have to insert seriousness and a point just to be, just to have gravitas. Sure. But Hannah, get this is this is a real time. I'm not saying it was. We're timely, sure. Culture anal- analysts, um, but I think that her story was so personal and moving that I feel like it. No, I'm it saying warranted. it shouldn't exist. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. She does not have the right to okay. tell her story. You know, uh, you know what does exist and should <laughs> exist. And I am a fan and I'm a subscriber of it. KiwiCo. We all love a good subscription box, right? From food boxes to wellness boxes, they're all the rage. What about a subscription box for your kids that's fun, educational, and helps them develop creative confidence to change the world? Uh, that is where KiwiCo comes in. KiwiCo creates super cool hands-on projects for kids to make learning about STEAM fun. And STEAM stands for Science, Technology, Engineering, Art, and Math. Designed by experts and tested by kids. No need to research or worry about gathering all the supplies. There's seven lines to choose from for kids of all ages. Uh, So from zero to 16 and up. And the lines are called Tadpole, Koala, Kiwi, Atlas, Doodle, Tinker, and Eureka Crates. Uh, And I'm excited for Elliot to get older and to try some of the other lines. Right now, he has Tadpole, but when you fill out, when you like sign up for it, you you say how old your child is, and then it it dials it in. It's like he's a zero to 36 month, but then as soon as I typed in his age, it switched to 24 to 36 months. Um, And it's great. Uh, The first kit that we received had a little doctor's kit in it. This sort of, it was uh, interactive. And it came with a book as well and these like cool Velcro things that stick onto a little felt doctor's kit. And it was perfect for him because uh, he – I wanted to get him more comfortable with going to the pediatrician's office and this is great. And then we just received one now that has super fun stuff. It's got clay and like badges and medals and things. And then it's got these uh, like Velcro fabric-y strip things that you can – Turn, you can make like a big circle with it and then it has bean bags and you can throw I'm going into so much detail all I'm saying is it's, you can make all these different like games uh, that enforce hand-eye coordination and that encourage exercise and it's just super fun and each month you get something cool and just as a parent I can say uh, I'm always looking for new things that will hold his interest so this is great because a new one arrives every month KiwiCo is a convenient affordable way to encourage your children to be anything they want to be there's no commitment you can cancel anytime monthly options start at $19.95 a month including shipping for my listeners go to KiwiCo.com slash Allison to get your first month free everyday counts when it comes to making a difference so don't miss out on this amazing opportunity again go to KiwiCo.com slash Allison to get your first month free that's KiwiCo 
Kiwico, K-I-W-I-C-O dot com slash Allison. Okay. I think it's uh, some just me or everyone time. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? All right. Now, once again, I must preempt this by saying, am I going to read some that we've already done? Quite possibly. If only there was a way to know ahead of time. No, we're going to find out in the moment. Lucia says... What the hell is going on over there? Drop your phone? I dropped my phone. I was trying... The sound of a phone hitting the ground. I was trying to just swoop it behind my back, and I missed by like a foot. Lucia says, I'm afraid to buy stuff online if it's sold in any currency other than U.S. dollars. Hmm. Um. It's I, it's not it's more that than it's more than just being afraid. It's that I just won't. Yeah, I I, 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 would. I would feel weird about that. I yeah. can't imagine. I can't think of a time when I've run up against that. No, nor um, have I. There was one. I only buy American products <laughs> on Amazon. <laughs> there was one thing. Um, what was it? I was very when I was pregnant with Elliot. I was very worried about uh, tearing. Sorry to use a, a no, very, sure. very um, vivid word when I had him. And I, I talked to a doc. I was thinking of switching OBs. And I, had, I met with a doctor who was saying that there's this product sold in Germany that women are having good luck with. And it like stretches your perineum or something. Mm. But it's not sold here. So like if you have a friend in Germany. So I just start, I started doing all this crazy research on it and like there's i think there was someone in canada who was offering to like send it to people and that would have involved other currency but then i decided eh, i'm gonna be fine yeah oh and i guess like booking like travel like booking hotels in other countries or booking Mm. tours you always have to do a little little math to make sure you're not paying nine hundred dollars a night for a hotel room i bought some sculpting tools from someone in spain yeah you'll see things on ebay sometimes from other countries Mm. And do you feel uncomfortable about it like Lucia does? Uh, maybe a little bit because then it it turns into like super expensive shipping, and that's, right. that's oh, more sure. what keeps uh-huh. me away. I think I bought I bought a human liver from someone in India. Okay, mm-hmm. you have to do do some uh, rupee do some to dollar. Math. Yeah, you know what? They have a, a tool converter. They have a c- oh, converter. that's a, probably a plug-in for your mm-hmm. for Chrome <laughs> <laughs> that uh, that that prices Indian livers for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. What are you yeah. going to do with it? Just put it in a jar. Just in case. You never Curiosity. Know. You, never, you know. never know. You never know. Have a, have, listen, have a pack of AAA batteries on hand. That's right. Have a human liver. It's for my go bag. Yeah, right. For your earthquake kit. <laughs> for your right. bug out kit. <laughs> bug out. Bug out bag. Question yes. for everyone here. My, um, and this is the kind of important stuff that we tackle on this show. My computer mouse. I have to add new batteries to it like every other day. I'm exaggerating, but it feels like a lot. Sure. And when I'm not putting new batteries in my computer mouse, I'm putting them in my computer keyboard because both of them are wireless. Right. I think that I should just be turning them off when I'm not using the computer, but I don't. I leave them on all the time. What do you guys do? And I see that you're on a laptop, Tony, so mm-hmm. uh, never you mind. If anyone here has a non-laptop computer that involves a mouse and a wireless keyboard. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a laptop guy. I don't okay. have any kind of... I got a wired uh, keyboard, and I don't turn off my mouse. And you know what? It lasts a pretty long time, but I don't use that computer very often. I'm thinking Listeners, maybe it- let me know. 
Slide into Daniel's DMs. <laughs> Let me know. Oh, it's all slippery. Here's there. one uh, courtesy of Tony Thaxton, but James Leroy Wilson oh, yeah, ha- tagged it, JMO. You said, whenever I add a smiley face emoticon to something, I make sure that I am actually, sorry, I make sure that I actually smile while I'm doing it so that it's <laughs> genuine. That's so nice. That is <laughs> so authentic. It's a nice thought. I do not do that. No, I don't. Do you? I, don't either. I realize it's crazy. Well, now, if you do an LOL, do you make sure to laugh out loud? Here's the, I'm not an LOL. No. I think I, I sarcastic. If I ever type LOL, it's sarcastic. <laughs> yeah. I do. Yeah. Ha. Yeah. I'm more ha, of a ha, ha guy. Yeah. yeah. Ha's good. Ha, sometimes ha. Sounds I, great. Sometimes I will LOL nowadays, yeah. but uh, for a long time, I really wouldn't. I haven't LOL'd in a long time. Since you've been married? On text or in reality. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a JMO. Okay. This is actually kind of like there's two sort of related JMOs. One is with those uh, Sonic Care toothbrushes or whatever. Oh, yeah. You mm-hmm. may use an Oral-B. You may use a Quip. Um, but with any of them, when I'm using it, I will hear voices. Yeah. Oh. I, I've, <laughs> I know what you're talking about. I mean, about. like I'll yeah. hear Allison or something uh-huh. and I'll turn it off and she'll be asleep. It's like you're. It I'm actually really on, excited you said that because it's making me feel crazy. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, am I picking up on radio signals or something? Like, what's <laughs> going on? Like, it would make you insane. It's a little bit crazy making. Sticking with a standard brush. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. Let's so often, start sponsoring our podcast. Then so I like often, I've felt like Allison has said something from the other room, yeah. and to be like, what? No. And then related to that, when I'm in the an devil's airplane. here. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, you're sleeping. It's just ghosts. And then. uh on an airplane, I can, you know, with the loud engine noise that's going, I can, I can um, listen to a song in my head, you know, like I can think of a song, mm-hmm. but I can hear it pitch perfect and I can hear every part with that, with all of that like white noise. It allows me to like hear a song. It's so much harder to do that when it's quiet. That's so Is interesting. That, that's just you. Yeah, maybe, maybe you have some like special earbuds or something. I don't know. It's like something about that like that really loud white noise makes my um, brain freak out. Clearer, yeah. <laughs> now, what about if you're wearing noise canceling headphones? Well, that's different because then that quiets it down, and you're actually listening to the song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, but you listen to the, you you wear noise canceling headphones on with nothing in them. Sometimes you just cancel noise. You sometimes when you're talking, I'll put noise canceling <laughs> headphones on. That's true, and I won't have anything playing. Just get quiet. I'm trying to think if I have the voices thing with brushing my the teeth because I thought you were be going to say what? Yeah, that might be more common. Go ahead. I thought you were going to say that like you think that you hear a phone ringing or a, a phone vibrating or something like that. I'm trying to think mm-hmm. if I hear voices. Like you, like Tony, you think someone's in the room. Uh, not that I don't think it's in the room, but like I think similar to what you're saying, where like I think my wife There's is talking whisper. from the other room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Um, okay. Megan says, "Once in a great while, when I'm peeing, I'll think, what if I'm actually dreaming right now and wetting the bed?' All the fucking time. <laughs> For real? If I go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, I have that thought of like I'm going to wake up and have peed in the hamper. Hmm." <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> especially if I'm dr- I haven't This hasn't happened in a long time, but if I've been drinking, then I'm I'm for sure convinced that this is probably uh, some sort of hallucination, and I'm like shitting on the bed or something. You know, <laughs> has every guy been drunk and peed in something that wasn't his toilet? It seems like that's a common thing. Yeah, I, it's been a long time, but definitely like 
20s. I never it have. Would, it would happen. Do you mean like by accident or like just go pee in a bush or something? No, I mean by accident. Like oh. I had a friend over um, and in the middle of the night he was like in our kitchen about to pee into our trash can. Yeah. And I had to be like, hey, that's not a toilet. Yeah, I would say <laughs> in my 20s that happened. I maybe did that four times. I feel like it's a thing. It's like a rite of passage. Dan. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think it's maybe like your body getting used to drinking or something, you know, like you don't drink that much. So, you know, I don't, I don't know. I'm sure uh, you're just like, right. Like now it's like, oh, I drank too much and I have to pee. I'm going to walk to the bathroom. But before, you know, your body is <laughs> I, used to that. I don't think I've ever peed anywhere by accident, but I'm sure in college I peed in places that I would cringe at having peed in sure but d- have done it on purpose mm-hmm. once i peed on a porsche that was very wow it's very happy that was in that. your bleached hair this was at usc and i was definitely like you're wearing you know, a cowboy shirt you're they were just like, like this <laughs> asshole we were on you know walking through fraternity row and some fucking frat guy had a asshole. porsche and so i was like i'm gonna go pee on that i had to pee so i just hell peed yeah on it. hell yeah so that was my <laughs> a legitimate thought that i have had Way too many times, and not that long ago, even still, uh, if I have been drinking and I kind of, if, if I, you know, especially hit a certain level, I've had the thought multiple times, oh no, I hope I don't tweet a picture of, I'd go, like, go to the bathroom and take a piss and think, like, oh, I hope I don't, like, later like realize i posted a picture of myself peeing like accidentally <laughs> yeah like in in drunkenness yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. it's and i would uh, well the steps that would have to go exactly that happen I mean, it's or, like or, yeah but that, that is that is like my such head a unique yeah. modern fear yeah. like social media snafu that will uh-huh. ruin you like if you're <laughs> drunk and you accidentally do something that you know but wait are you worried that you're gonna wake up and discover that you thought it was a good idea to take a picture of yourself and upload it or you're worried that accidentally in the course of like fumbling around you will take a picture and upload it no i'm not worried it would be an accident you're worried that you think it's a good idea yes but like (laughs) as as i've had that thought i was drunk so like even in my drunkenness like knew no don't do that but still having that (laughs) concern that i'm going to do that you know i often i something i talk about my therapist talk talk to my therapist about is like oh i'm worried i'm bugging people i'm worried i'm bugging them you know when i want to ask for help when i need help with something it's like you know hey if you're worried about if you're worried about being annoying, you're probably not being annoying, you know, because the yeah. people who are annoying mm. don't don't are the ones it. who don't worry about it. So That's a good point. I think because you're worried about <laughs> sending out a dick pic when you're drunk, that means you're less likely to send it's, out a dick pic. Yeah. It's what they say to people who have those obsessive thoughts about, like, hurting someone. Like, I keep thinking about taking a knife and, you know, sure. slitting my wife's throat with it. Like, <laughs> you know. He's joking! Like, no. Um, and so they become like obsessive about it. It's, it. it's like, yes, you're having, or, you know, you're on a roof and you, you're afraid yeah, to am jump I off. Jump? Yeah, but sure. it's like, you're having the thought in order to not do it. Right. Mm. Your brain you're is having likely. the thought, but it's not making you want to do it more. It's uh-huh. actually keeping you from doing it. Yeah. You have to clarify that you were joking unless you weren't. Honey, I would never stab you with a knife. Oh, what would you do? Uh, we'll find out. You guys, this guys. is not. This is this is him trying to. <laughs> no, I know, but that almost sounded like weird. I'm like, sorry. Yeah, I should be. 
do I have to say this? Of course I would. We're just imagining you, you staring out the window, slowly <laughs> closing the blinds, yeah, the probably don't. wondering <laughs> if someone's Asian. I would never hurt. I would never hurt my wife. Come on. Okay, Wessum says, speaking of bathrooms, in a public restroom, someone scratched the S and the Y off sturdy shelf to make it t- turd shelf. Fabulous. <laughs> At Good. 44 years of I, age, I still find this funny. Uh, okay, of course it's funny. And I yeah, just want to give sign. a shout out to all the people who vandalized bathrooms throughout the decades and decades of yeah. there being public bathrooms. You're, you're all funnier than many comedians I know. Are uh, you being sincere? No, I, I'm deadly serious. <laughs> There's so much hilarious shit that is written on walls. Yeah. And you're just like, who is this genius? Yeah. Whoever the genius is that who did... Who wrote D's nuts. Or... or <laughs> Press butt, receive bacon. <laughs> like, come on, that's hilarious. I, I don't get that. You what know those really? old hand dryers, and it would have pictorial, uh, like, oh, have yeah. a picture of a a finger pushing a button, and then it would have hands with the air, oh, right. the squiggles, and then all they would do is like draw it so that the butt, or the the, the button whole, looked the like a butthole. Butt, yeah. And then the squiggly lines looked like bacon. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. That's a solid piece of business. It's great. It's some of the best comedy of the 20th century. Oh, sure. How do you feel about Toyotas that are just yo? That's a good one. I saw a truck. I was walking around yesterday, and it said, if Chevy sucks, Ford swallows. (laughs) And I stared at that fucking thing for a long time because I'm like, who is the person that feels the need to put that on the back of their truck? Was it a bumper sticker? It was letters that they had put. Oh, together, wow. you know, and and you're just like, are you feeling judged by Ford owners a lot? Is this like, is there a feud between Chevy and Ford and it was that Chevy. I'm not aware of? Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. I think there is. I mean, I think that was the genesis of the Calvin peeing sticker. Was, oh. the, was I think oh, those yeah. were that, initially? Wait, so is that a thing? Like Chevy and Ford, oh, they there's just like these yeah, are camps. And I can't and explain you, it. Yeah, I don't know what the they hate is each other. The, yeah. Uh, it's like, why does Portland hate Seattle? It's like, this is the same place. I feel like, like y'all should be on the same team here. Yeah. It should be Chevy Ford, American cars against, you know. Bicycles. VW. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Scooters. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, as, I think as a as not a sports fan, I don't, like, understand those, like, rivalries. I mean, I not that Chevy and Ford makes any fucking sense at all, but, like, maybe if you were, like, a sports fan, you kind of know what it's like to be like, yeah, like, fuck the Yankees or something like that. <laughs> I don't so, understand. I know it's kind of almost even become, like, a lifestyle in a way, but, like, when you see, like, a monster sticker, like, monster energy drink, oh, like, the yeah. logo on like, cars, like, on like, like car? why do you, you like it that much that you want to put that on your car? Yeah. It's a drink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they like the logo. I think it has something to maybe do with the... Because they sponsor a lot of, like, extreme sports athletes. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's a little more of a signifier of that than it is a, like, here's what I like to chug. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe you're just really into monster energy. No, sure. I don't know. Did you guys ever have stuff on your car? Do you have stuff on your car? I have a big Perrier sticker. You do? No. (laughs) (laughs) The the Perrier motocross team. I am so gullible sometimes. The only thing I ever put was like University of Southern California when I was in college. I had that on the window. But no. In high school, my first high school car, three band stickers. I had uh, They Might Be Giants. Nice. Uh, Operation Ivy. 
and Five Iron Frenzy, who were a Christian ska band who I saw in the basement of that church <laughs> yeah. at the underground. Nice. That's pretty exciting. So, did, yeah. you, it, did you listen to Skillet? No, they're I don't still know. Around, I don't though. know Skillet. I think their fans are called Panheads. Do you know them, Tony? I, it sounds vaguely familiar, yeah. but also maybe I'm just familiar with Skillets. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Denny's breakfast item. Did you ever have anything on your car, honey? Yes, I had Alice in Chains, Smashing Pumpkins, and Sages of Memphis. Who Sages of Memphis were a band that I was super into. They were a local band that I was super duper duper into. Um, and then the the Alice in Chains and Smashing Pumpkins were die cut stickers. So then when I wanted to take them off my car, my friend was helping me peel them off like with a box cutter and he only pulled some of the stickers off. So then it like said something fun, but I don't know what it was. Oh. Just for a little while and then we got all of them off. Yeah. Yeah. Uh what wait, wait who's Skillet? Oh, Skillet are just a religious band. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh I went to this Christian rock festival in New Hampshire. Um, I wrote about it for 17. Is this the one where you met? There. Yes. What's her name? Katie Perry. Katie Perry. Oh, she yeah. was Katie oh, Hudson. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I met and talked to a lot of Christian bands mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure skillet were one of them. Jars of clay. Maybe I think they were too big. I think mm. they had played in previous years. I know that I, in, when I was in college, I bought a Collective Soul CD, and then I looked at the lyrics, and then I returned it. <laughs> it's weird. I had like a real like, I don't like don't proselytize to me. Sure. Even th- which it's weird though because I did I liked the song, but were then they once actually I, they weren't actually a Christian band though, were they? I, think I mean, they I know were. they had that song, the Heaven or whatever that song was called, but like I don't know. I never think I'd ever heard anyone call them a Christian band. Really? Huh. Yeah. I, I, I'm not saying you're wrong. I just had never heard that. Maybe it, well, I, I should go back to Rhino Records and purchase it. <laughs> <laughs> I've always been open to proselytizing. I've never like. I remember I would go. You know, you you'd have people come up to you in college and they'd be like, "We're having a barbecue." I'm like, "All right." I would go. I mean, I, for the potato salad. Yeah, I, I because I never felt like. I mean, hey, look, if you can convince me, great. You know, they never did. I, I just was never, it never felt like a threat and it would be like free, yeah, free barbecue. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I had such a violent, like, I got to throw this back Well, reaction. you know, I mean, I think that like, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know if this genre is as popular these days, but I think that, you know, we had a, there was a movement in the like trick religious band, the like Jars of Clay, Creed, oh, yeah. perhaps Collective Soul, uh, of you the, too, like, yeah, you too. A little bit of the like, the like, this isn't about God. Whoa, it's totally about God. I can see feeling tricked, you know, right? And then MXPX would be the punk scene. Uh, oh yeah, uh, version of that. So yeah, I can see feeling like a little betrayed. Like, oh, this was a thing. I thought this you... was about heroin sure. addiction. <laughs> uh, I did a quick search on the phone that it was tucked behind my back, right? But I haven't found anything conclusive. But I am seeing. A quote where the collective soul guy was saying that they're not they're not a religious band. Hmm. They were often early on regarded as a Christian band, but maybe they weren't. Ed something. Ed Roland. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Well, what Roland says goes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he'd know he'd know better than anybody. Right. Yeah. Um, you guys, this has been real fun. Yeah. Thank you for being on the show. 
Uh, Jordan, where might we find you? Yes, uh, I am on Twitter at Jordan underscore Morris, and I do a podcast called Jordan Jesse Go uh, that comes out every week uh, over there at MaximumFun.org. It's just a fun chat show. Uh, a recent episode includes uh, the aforementioned Bill Corbett, uh, who was on, and yeah, we got lots of fun guests every week, just chatting, shooting the shit, much like this program right here. I feel like it might be time for an Allison Rosen repeat yeah you return. haven't been on in a while no i was going i was supposed to be on but then i ha- went and had a baby that oh day. that's right yeah let's do okay allison rosen jordan jesse go appearance soon 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 maybe when it cools off would it yeah <laughs> yeah let me uh yeah i'll uh i'll i'll tell our producer brian to book away awesome daniel you can find me at daniel quants twitter and instagram slide on into those dms and you might be excited to uh, get a response from me two weeks later, three mm. weeks, maybe even four mm. weeks. Let's remind them to respond. why they're sliding in. They're sliding in it to let you know whether they find me exhausting. <laughs> well, that's one reason why someone. Well, I mean, might there's slide other reasons. In. A lot of reasons yeah. to slide you know, in. You might want Fun a, viral video they want to share. Sometimes people educate me on things I got wrong on the oh, show. Oh yeah, that's always nice. I think um, the podcasters love that. Yeah, that's the, um, like, the, it's called the podcaster's blessing. I don't always dis. I mean, sometimes people, uh, yeah, you know, hey, hey, whatever. I'm accessible. Find me there. Just don't expect a response in a timely manner. My new thing I was thinking of doing, and I forgot. I think if from now on, let it be. I'm gonna lay it down here. Let it, and, and then it'll be written. Um, I think if anyone's Twitter handle is different than just their name in a straightforward way, like Jordan here has got the underscore. Got that underscore in there. Yeah. Then he gets to shout us out. But everyone else, I think it was just going to be like, find them on Twitter. They're all their name, except for, you know. The what do you think? Who? What do you think of that? I know I just Honey, took 25 minutes to explain it, but I think it's a time-saving thing. I have been mentioning my Twitter on this show every week for years and there's barely any new subscribers this is there is there yeah followers on twitter this is not yielding for me the kind of results i would like to see it's not a return on investment so you do whatever you like i always get a couple followers and i'm on the yeah yeah yeah. people are sick of me uh so that's just i've I've leveled up The, the folks that can handle it the quants experience on twitter <laughs> they're, they're into it uh and that's it but i'm not getting more all right i'll leave you out of future plugs no no i gotta you know teeth axe I... zone. <laughs> Go, is that, that it you gotta keep going tony bone <laughs> tony. no no that doesn't work <laughs> tony 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 that doesn't work we were all having fun with bone last week yeah we've gotten past fun that bone yeah <laughs> Uh, I am at Tony Thaxton on both Twitter and Instagram, and uh, please check out my new podcast, Bizarre Albums, every Tuesday. And I am exactly where you'd expect to find me on Twitter and Instagram. That's at Allison Rosen. I have another podcast, Childish. Please listen to that one, uh, and please listen to this one, and please download, subscribe, leave nice comments, tell your friends, uh, and uh, Patreon is waiting for you. Patreon. Patreon. <sighs> Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. We just sent some goodies. I know. I mentioned that at the beginning of the show, but if they tuned in the middle, well, then now they know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's super fun. And um, I feel like there was some... Oh, yeah. AllisonRosen.com. Okay, everyone. Thank you for being on the show. Listeners, thank you for listening. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen show? 
and grows and shows. 